Are you so busy this Christmas season that you're in danger of being robbed? Deprived of the awe and wonder God wants His children to feel. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah explains how the mystery of God becoming man can inspire you to slow down, enjoy some quiet reflection, and experience all that Christmas is meant to be. Listen as David introduces the wonder of Christmas. You know, I have to be one of the most uh, um, fanatic Christmas celebrators that there is. And my wife uh, helps me, too. We we decorate our house for Christmas the second week of November, and we have parties and military events and open houses and dinners and all kinds of things all the way through the season. Our house is like, a, I can't tell you, my daughter's an uh, interior designer, and she does all this work, and every year it's so different and creative. And we are all ready for Christmas, and uh, we celebrate it with everything we have. And I think it's wonderful because, especially now in these somewhat dark days of history, when so much is wrong, we need the light of Christmas more than ever before. And there's a wonder about it that we're going to talk about today on this first of our Christmas collection messages. In the process of celebrating Christmas, we're also trying to get you ready for the new year. And one of the ways we do that is by making available to you a copy of the devotional that you can use throughout every day, week, month of the new year. In fact, this year we actually have 366 devotionals because it's leap year. This beautiful leather-covered devotional is one of the reasons uh, we get so excited about interacting with you at the Christmas season. We ask you to help us with a year-end gift, and when you send your gift, whatever size, be sure to ask for your copy of the new devotional for 24. It's called Walking with Jesus, and there's a devotional reading for every day of the new year. Once again, this is yours for the asking when you send your gift to Turning Point during the month of December. Well, let's wonder a little bit today. This is the wonder of Christmas. Christmas is the most magical time of the year. To celebrate it, people all around the world create spectacular light displays. According to Traveler magazine, here are six of the most awe-inspiring. Rockefeller Center, New York City, New York. A must-see for every Christmas fanatic. The 77-foot-tall Norway spruce at Rockefeller Center is wrapped with a whopping five miles of wire decorated with 45,000 lights. The first tree was lit in 1933, and now more than half a million people walk by the tree every day, stopping en route to skate on the famed ice rink. That's just one of them. Each year, the streets and squares of Salerno, Italy, light up for Lucidorista, a festival of light installations and Christmas activities. Displays include an LED replication of the night sky, an illuminated zoo, the lemon tree-shaped lights serving as a tribute to the nearby Amalfi Coast. And then there's the Symphony of Lights in Hong Kong. The Symphony of Lights show held nightly at 8 p.m. will leave you breathless thanks to an extravagantly choreographed neon display splashed across more than 40 of the skyscrapers edging Victoria Harbor. In Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, you can ride a bike around Rodrigo Freitas Lagoon 
and enjoy views of the world's largest floating Christmas tree from every angle. And my personal favorite, the Hotel Dell. Awe and wonder. Oh, man. Awe and wonder are good for us. Did you know that? Without them, something happens to the soul. Every word we speak, every action we take, every decision we make, and every desire we entertain was meant to be colored by awe. We were meant to live with eyes gazing upward and outward. We were meant to live with hearts that are searching and hungry and being satisfied. Bad things happen to us men and women when we stop wondering. Bad things happen when we have no wonder inside of us. Bad things happen when we are longer amazed. Bad things happen when we look around and nothing impresses us anymore. Christmas truly is an amazing time of the year. And heaven coming to earth is an amazing, awe-inspiring truth. God coming to man. Indeed, God becoming man. It is no wonder that when we open our Bibles, we discover how majestic that first Christmas really was. From beginning to end, the story of Jesus' birth is filled with awe. The story is packed with angels and dreams and kings and prophecies and gifts and the glory of God shining down. When God tells the story, wonder is everywhere. Our favorite Christmas hymns remind us of that. Christmas is a time of wonder, and just as much as it is a time of peace and joy and love. So help me preach my sermon and sing just these little snippets from some of these songs. Are you ready? Here we go. I wonder as I wander out under the sky how Jesus the Savior did come for to die. For poor, ornery people like you and like I, I wonder as I wander out under the sky. You know this one better. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders wonders of his love one more Star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Now we may not wonder at Christmas. But those who wrote the hymns we sing at Christmas, they wondered. The awe of the season was the motivation to write these great lyrics that we sing sometime absent-mindedly every Christmas year 
and we forget to stop and do what the song tells us to do, to wonder. Matthew tells us, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. This is the real story of Christmas. This is the wonder of the Christmas message, that God has come to be one of us. God becoming a man so that he could reveal himself and his love to lost mankind. It is the very essence of the gospel, and it is the good news of the joy which the angels expressed on that hillside outside of Bethlehem. A Savior is born, Emmanuel, God with us. And I am convinced that if we're to prepare our hearts for Christmas, we have to spend some time wondering. You say, Pastor Jeremiah, I haven't even started my shopping yet. (laughs) I'm wondering how I'm going to get my shopping done. (laughs) But you know what? In the busyness of all of this, you will have moments, moments of quietness that you didn't expect, and you need to just stop and give thanks to God for the miracle of Christmas that has touched your life and mine. Oh, what a wonder Christmas is. Let us wonder this year at his humble entrance into our lives. Let us wonder at the mystery of Christmas. The Bible tells us to do that. John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh. The Word means Christ. And Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul, in that little hymn that he included in that letter, said it this way, Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Isaiah in 714 of his Old Testament prophecy said, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Amazing as it is, men and women, Isaiah wrote that 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And the prophecies was fulfilled in immense accuracy. Isaiah prophesied it, Matthew recorded it, John expressed it, and Paul was astonished by it. One day Paul was writing to his young friend Timothy, and out of nowhere he burst forth in a moment of praise and wonder, and these were his words, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God manifest in the flesh. Paul says, this is unbelievable. We can't even argue about it. The fact that God has become one of us is so wondrous. Almighty God has come down here to be one of us. Over the years as I have read about the incarnation, I have found writer after writer who has ended up at this point of just astonishment 
at this doctrine. Not so much to explain it, because it's almost unexplainable. There's never been anything like it. There's no precedent for the incarnation. God becoming a man. In his famous book, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis wrote this, the second person in God, the Son, became human himself, was born into the world as an actual man, a real man of particular height, with hair of a particular color, speaking a particular language, weighing so many pounds, the eternal being who knows everything and who created the whole universe became not only a man, but before that a baby, and even before that a fetus inside a woman's body. God becoming man. Frederick Buchner says, the claim that Christianity makes for Christmas is that a particular time and place, God came to be with us himself. When Quirinius was governor of Syria in a town called Bethlehem, a child was born who beyond the power of anyone to account for was the high and lofty one made low and helpless. The one whom inhabits eternity comes to dwell in time. The one whom none can look upon and live is delivered in a stable under the soft indifferent gaze of cattle. The father of all mercy puts himself at the mercy of us all. Fine, there's the way St. Augustine wrote about it more than 1,500 years ago when he contemplated it. He said this, listen carefully to these words. Man's maker was made man, that he, the ruler of the stars, might nurse at his mother's breast, that the bread might hunger, that the fountain might thirst, that the light might sleep, that the way might be tired in its journey, that the truth might be accused of false witnesses, that the teacher might be beaten of whips, that the foundation might be suspended on wood, that strength might grow weak, that the healer might be wounded, and that life might die. There's a disconnect in every one of those phrases if you want to accept that in the normal way. But it isn't normal. It's mysterious. It's beyond anything we've ever tried to complicate in our own lives with our words. When we try to explain it, we lose the wonder of it. It is just true. God became man. He became one of us. I used to say, people, look at your neighbor. God became someone just like your neighbor, only better looking. <laughs> God became one of us. I don't know what you think when you hear all these words by men, but they stretch my mind to the breaking point. How many of you know that if you could understand everything about God and his plan of redemption, wouldn't be much of a God, would it? God is higher than we are. His words beyond our comprehension often. He's a God who has revealed himself to us in his son, but there's so much of God that we don't understand and we'll never understand until we get to heaven someday. There is nothing you can compare it to. The God of the universe, the creator of all, ordained in his wisdom to come down to earth and confine himself to a human body like yours and mine and to walk among us so that he might ultimately go to a cross and die for us. Let us wonder at the mystery of Christmas. And let us wonder at the meaning of it as well. 
I do not believe we will ever be able to fully comprehend the mystery of the Incarnation even in heaven. But I do believe we can discover the meaning of it. In the simplest terms, the Incarnation, the coming of Christ, means that God is with us and that God is for us. Over the years as a pastor, I have run into a lot of people who view God as an angry tyrant who's waiting to jump on them as soon as they do something wrong. And you know what the tragedy of that is? Oftentimes that translates into family relationships as well. I've had people say to me, I can't worship the Father. Do you know what my Father is like? But the Bible never presents a God like that. The Bible says that Jesus did not come into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The Bible tells us that God is love, and that if we know God as God is, we will know a loving God. I do not believe we can discover the meaning of Christmas if we don't understand that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God is with us and God is for us. Let me say that to you personally. God is with you and God is for you. He's on your side. He wants you to be everything you were meant to be. God is for you. And God is not distant. He is here. He is with us. He's not unapproachable, unreachable. He has reached down to us through his son, the Lord Jesus. He has revealed himself to us in the only kind of persons we know, human persons. God didn't just send us a message in the Bible. He sent us his own son. His son is the message. He sent us his son so that we could know him, so that we could know how much he loves us. Friends, I want you to know the meaning of Christmas is awesome. It is so life-changing. First of all, because of Christmas, you can live boldly. If you really understand what Christmas is all about, you can have a bold way of looking at life. I want to read a scripture to you. First, the way it normally reads, and then I want to read it to you the way I believe it should be read. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, He, God himself, has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. Here is how we should read these verses. What God has said about himself and his presence with us, he has said to us so that you and I might be able to say, I don't have to be afraid. What can man do to me? I have the Lord with me. In these days when fear seems to dominate so many places. What a joy it is to know that the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, has come down in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, and when we accept him as our Savior, the same mystery of his coming into this world is expressed in his coming into our lives. He comes to live within us, and through his Spirit, he inhabits us so that we are walking around in this ugly, mixed-up, sometimes fear-causing world. And we have a smile on our face because the Lord Jesus Christ lives within us 
and we do not have to be afraid. Psalm 27 contains a similar truth. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Throughout the Bible, if you read it with this in mind, you will see this everywhere. Psalm 118 verse 6 says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? It's kind of like almost sarcastic, isn't it? You say you're coming after me? The Lord's on my side. You don't want to come after me. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side. Here is the truth of Christmas brought down to the everyday experience of each one of us. When we're in difficult circumstances, we are never there alone. He is with us. He's promised that a part of his coming to be one of us is that he might be with us in the midst of our challenges. In the Christmas rush, in the disappointment of the year, in the preparation of the new year, in all of the things that touch our lives, he is there. He is there with us. On a September morning back in 2001, as he was searching for bodies amid the wreckage of the Twin Towers, Frank Silicia stumbled across a 22-foot tall steel beam cross. Some of you remember this. The collapse of Tower 1 on Building 6 had created a chamber in the clutter, and through the dusty sunrise, Frank spotted this cross. No winch had hoisted it. No cement had secured it. The iron beams stood independent of human help. Several days later, engineers realized the beams of the large cross came from two different buildings. When one crashed into another, the two girders bonded into one, forged by the fire. And when people would ask, where is God at 9-11? Where is the Almighty in the midst of all the trouble? Frank and his friends would say, the cross is in the midst of the crisis. He's always there. Christ is in the midst of the crisis. He's come down for that purpose. How wonderful it is to know that while we don't know what the future holds, we know who holds the future. And we know that we can walk into the future with joy. Ladies and gentlemen, let Christmas be a time of joy. If you know Jesus Christ, it's a time of joy. I know you have problems. I have a few myself. But I choose joy. I choose the joy of an eternal reminder that whatever is happening here, he is with us, and what happens next is better than what's going on now. Oh, the joy that should fill us. Max Licato wrote it this way. He said, God gets in the things, doesn't he? He gets into the Red Sea. He gets into big fish. He gets into lion's dens and furnaces. God gets into bankrupt businesses and jail cells and Judean weddings and funerals and Galilean tempests. Look and you will find what everyone from Moses to Martha has discovered. God is in the midst of your storms. Amen. And I can tell you that for sure. He is indeed. Tomorrow we'll finish up the wonder of Christmas. On Friday, we're going to talk about what to do with Christmas as we look at the story from Luke chapter 2. This is the Christmas collection on Turning Point. 
getting ready for the celebration of our Lord's birthday on Monday. Once again, I want to remind you that the big deal for Christmas from the standpoint of our watchers and listeners here on Turning Point is the publication of our new devotional. This is a wonderful, wonderful work of art, and it's built to help you get through the new year with Christ uh, as your source and help. It's a wonderful beginning to your devotional life every day. It's guaranteed to add value to what you're doing as you walk with the Lord. 392 pages, soft leather cover, scripture reference that correlates with each devotional reading. It's an excellent gift to share with friends or loved ones, and it will give you insight into every day. It's yours for the asking when you send your year-end gift to Turning Point today. Thank you so much for your investment. See you tomorrow. God bless you. Today's message originated from Shadow Mountain Community Church and senior pastor, Dr. David Jeremiah. If Turning Point is strengthening your walk with the Lord, drop us a line at Turning Point for God of Canada, P.O. Box 18098, RPO Sawasan Delta, B.C., V4L2M4. Visit our website at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio or call 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of David's new 365-day devotional for 2024, Walking with Jesus. It's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also stream more than 1,200 of Dr. Jeremiah's messages on demand on our streaming service, Turning Point Plus, for a monthly gift of any amount. Visit turningpointplus.org for details. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow for more of our special Christmas message on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. We celebrate Christmas every year, but have you ever wondered why? Why Mary? Why Joseph? Why a newborn king? In the film called Why the Nativity, Dr. David Jeremiah gives you a front row seat as you travel back in time to experience the sights and sounds of this pivotal moment, the birth of Jesus. Make this your new Christmas tradition. Why the Nativity is available to stream for free at whythenativity.org. Watch it today for free at whythenativity.org. If you're looking to enhance your personal or group Bible study, look no further than the Jeremiah Bible Study Series. In each volume, Dr. David Jeremiah helps you understand what the Bible says and how to apply it. Along the way, you will gain insights into the text, identify key themes, and be challenged to apply the truth found in Scripture to your life. Get your copy today. Learn more at davidjeremiah.ca slash study. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash study. Christmas will be here before you know it. So now is the time to prepare your heart with a timeless devotional written by Dr. David Jeremiah called Season of Joy. Enter the Christmas season with restored hope, resounding joy, reassuring peace, and renewed faith. This inspirational book is yours for a gift of any amount in support of Turning Point. And for a gift of $100 or more, you'll receive a four-pack to share the season of joy with others. Learn more at davidjeremiah.ca. That's davidjeremiah.ca. Jesus was born in a stable since his parents couldn't find boarding in busy Bethlehem. One might think that the Son of God would deserve a royal delivery room with satin sheets and the best doctors and nurses. 
Instead, he was laid in a manger, a trough filled with straw from which animals ate, and wrapped in rough linen cloths, just like you and I would have been if we had been born to lower-class parents in an upper-class world 2,000 years ago. Doors might have been closed to Jesus at that first Christmas, but they don't have to be this Christmas. He would love to find room in your heart and your home if you will just invite Him in. This is David Jeremiah, and that is the Christmas story on Route 66. Driving the word home this Christmas on Route 66. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Start your journey home today. Today.